What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. <laughs> what was that? I'm just so excited. There's football this week. Can you believe it? Yeah. We finally made it after all these ups and downs. Uh, the NFL scene is finally here. Welcome, everyone. We've got uh, me and Jack here in the building for episode 107. And along with us, we have uh, making his return to the podcast. I think the last episode he was on was maybe January. Yeah, a long time ago. Long time ago, but Charlie Manis is here. Yep. What's up, everybody? He, Put the mic in the uh, middle. What? Put the mic in the middle. The mic is in the middle of us. Charlie's, Charlie, then Charlie just got to scream. He's got to scream? Yeah, he's a little quiet. Quiet on this end. No, it's all right. He'll, <laughs> he'll pick it up. He'll bring the energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so welcome, everyone. Today, us three brothers will be talking about week one in the NFL season. Uh, we're going to be giving our picks for each game, all 16 of them. And uh, later on in the show, just Jack and I will be giving some some betting advice uh, for a little bit of week one, a little bit of long-term uh bets that we like so we'll be getting a little bit of that later on in the show um but just to kick things off us three all have our week one predictions for all of the games uh we're going to be getting into that in just a moment here we will we're going to try to keep it brief like a brief analysis for each game because obviously there's a ton of games to talk about uh there's 16 of them so we're going to try to keep it to exactly two minutes per game i'm going to set a timer a tight schedule tight schedule we gotta you know keep it moving um, but I think we can, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much too, too much analysis there will be because it's, you know, we've, we've, these teams, we, we know how we feel about them for the most part. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, Jack, you did, did you do scores of the games? I hope you did because Charlie and I did scores. No scores. Okay. Uh, Charlie and I did scores. That's all right. We can just get, I'll just tag on to your guys' score. We'll just give one official hogline score prediction. Well, well, Charlie and I have two different scores. We, yeah. We didn't do it together, but no, didn't. yikes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like you're gonna have to do an uh impromptu s- score prediction oh boy. for us. So I wrote down who's gonna cover, so that's a little helpful. Okay. Yeah. Can I just do that? How about I do that? All right, yeah, sure. You you can do that one. Yeah. Um, I do that. All right. Uh so I guess we'll get right into it. The first game that we're going to be talking about. The opening game on Thursday night, the Super Bowl defending champion Kansas City Chiefs will host the DeAndre Hopkins Houston Texans. Uh, so that's the rematch of the AFC divisional round playoffs, where the Texans were up 24 to nothing, and the Chiefs came back and won and dropped, I believe, 50 plus points on them. So. And uh, these teams also played last year uh, in the regular season. The Texans did beat the Chiefs in the regular season. I believe it was at Arrowhead. So, um, you know, the Texans played them well last year. With all that being said, how do you see the opening game uh, shaping up, Jack? Um, For some reason, the way I have it playing out in my head, I got the Chiefs getting off to a hot start, but then – uh, Watson and Bill O'Brien willing them back into it and keeping it close, maybe even taking a, a, a lead to win the in the latter in the second half of the game, maybe. But I just feel like then the Chiefs are just gonna 
going to finish them off pretty handedly. Um, you said it, and everyone knows this is going to be a great, great quarterback matchup. Uh, are arguably a top three quarterbacks, top four quarterbacks, maybe five. We'll say top five quarterbacks there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, – it's all on Watson this year. I mean, not saying, like, throwback to who's to blame if they do bad. Not that. He's not to blame. I mean, this just – without Hopkins, how much can Watson carry you is what I really meant. Um, so we're going to get our first taste of what that's, what that's like for the rest of the season. Um, I'm excited for this one in particular, just as you said, AFC Divisional rematch, also because it's the first game. Um, Charles, what's your two cents? What do you think about this game? Who do you think is going to win? Give us that first. Okay, so I got the Chiefs to win 45-35 to 35 over the Texans. Okay. And I just – yeah, I really think they can just pull through. Not that with like the new draft picks, like you know, Clyde was Eler and right. for the Chiefs got and the Texans. They didn't really get that good of a play. They didn't draft good. anyone. Who was their first pick? Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. Bill O'Brien played traded away. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, did you say the score? You said the score, right? Yeah, 45-35. 45, a lot of points. Charlie says hit the over for that game. Yes. Uh, I have the Chiefs winning 27-23. to 23. Uh, I actually originally, like, you know, thought the Texans might win. This was, like, back earlier. I don't know why. I just thought, like, maybe it'd be, like, a uh, reminiscent of when the Chiefs beat the Patriots that one night. Uh, when Alec Amber that game opening night and everyone thought the Patriots were going to win the Chiefs blew them out was that 2017 uh yeah 2017 Kareem Hunt's first game and he went off (laughs) right um but I just think you know I don't know I think the Chiefs are going to be too good a concern that I had for the Texans was you know their health of their receivers and Brandon Cooks is already uh, dinged up and I mean who knows about his availability for week one now that report came a, a couple hours ago um, so injuries already popping up for Fuller well not Fuller but the duo of Cooks and Fuller so not good news for them and I think the Chiefs are going to come out with a lot of energy because they'll just build off the momentum of the Super Bowl so I've got the Chiefs um, in a close one 27-23 I got right. Kansas City minus nine excuse me Kansas minus City nine. to cover yes Okay, got it. All right, we will move on to the next game uh, we're going to be talking about is the Bills and the Jets. Um, the New York Jets will be traveling to Buffalo to play uh, the Bills, and the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, obviously, these teams played the opener last year. The Bills hung on to win, I believe, by one point. I don't know yeah, how they yep. – I assume the Bills won the second time they played, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, what do you think, Jack? Who do you have here? And give us 30 seconds why. Uh, I'm taking the Bills to win and cover minus six and a half. I really kind of struggle with, like, what to look for. I just kind of feel like it's going to be a boring, low-scoring game. Um, Jets' offense is going to struggle regardless of the defense they play against, in, in particular this one. The Bills have a 
a strong, strong group of men on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then on the flip, strong group of men. I guess I mean it's going to be well, a player to watch. Diggs first game in a Bills uniform. That's going to be exciting uh, against a particularly weak Jets defense. I'd say a Jamal Adams-less Jets defense. So. Yeah, especially a weak secondary. Right. I think uh, the Bills is smash Bills money line, and I'd even take them to cover. All right. Uh, Charlie, who do you have in this one? Um, I have the Bills winning 28 to 14. Yeah, <laughs> not one of my best ones for the Jets, thinking that their offense is bad. Um, I second that. Yeah, like, yeah, like what Jack said, um, Diggs in his first Bill, first game in a Bill uni- Bill's uniform. That would be exciting to watch. And, um, yeah, there's not really a reason why we, you would not pick the Bills in this situation. Yeah, um, I've got the Bills as well, 24 to 10. So that's actually what one of my favorite uh, bets as well. Bills minus six and a half. I just keep going back to the the report that the the Jets um, couldn't even score on their backups in in a practice. So it's not looking good at all. I I, I think I have uh, the Jets winning four games. I made my final NFL predictions, which I will post either on a post or in a story within the next couple of days. But I think I had the Jets coming out with four wins. So yikes! And this is not one of them. Over under thirty nine and a half total points. Uh, well, my prediction would be under twenty four to ten. Yep, um, I'd say go under. All right. Uh, our third game we'll be talking about is uh, the Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this game we played in Minneapolis. Uh, the Vikings are a slight favorite of two and a half points. You know, these always a very close matchup when these two teams play twice a year. Um, it really could go either way, in my opinion. Uh, wh- who do you have here, Jack? Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Um, I, for some reason in my head, I thought Kirk had a good track record against Green Bay. Ran all the stats of his career games against Green Bay. It's just an average stat line. <laughs> Um, but regardless of particularly against the Green Bay, I just trust Kirk and new offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak. Um, now, he was like an assistant co- head coach for all of 2019, I believe, and took over and implemented a lot of his offensive scheme. And I think I read somewhere that it was like the Vikings offense in 2019 was like the most efficient offense they've ran in many years and I'm excited to see a full year of Kubi- Gary Kubiak uh, as the offensive coordinator under complete control. Um, yeah, I tr- trust in those two. I'm just going to, that's why I'm rolling with the Vikings. Also a uh, new player in a new place. We got uh, Yannick Ngakwe recently got traded to the Vikings Um in a normal year, I guess it would be uh, – you maybe not expect much with a trade this close to the season with uh, 
I don't know, but everyone's kind of thrown into this season, no preseason or anything. So I really don't see that playing out much. So again, um, look for Ngakwe in his debut in Minnesota. I probably yeah, went too they, long uh, there. They lose Everson Griffin. They replace him with Ngakwe. So it's a pretty, pretty nice replacement there. Yeah. Um, their pass rush shouldn't miss a beat. Charlie, who do you have in this matchup? I have the Minnesota Vikings winning another high-scoring matchup, 35-28. to 28. Um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, what Jack said, it really could go either way. Like, the, I mean, rivals and facing it. We got a, on this list, we got a lot of rivals. Rivals facing. Yeah, a lot of lot of divisional matchups. Right. Yeah, so this is one of them. Yeah, not really rivals. But. Yeah. So, Charlie's got the Vikings winning by a touchdown. I actually have the Packers winning, uh, twenty five to twenty four. I um. There's no real explanation for it that I have. I mean, we all know about both of these teams. Uh, I just think maybe. Rodgers will come out strong and you know I feel like people are down on Green Bay because they went 13 and 3 and people are expecting regression but maybe he'll come out firing and show people why he's still a top talent in the league so I have Green Bay edging it out um very close game should be one of the closer games of the whole entire weekend um all right next game we'll be talking about are the Philadelphia Eagles taking on uh, the Washington football team in Washington and, you know, whole new start for the uh, Washington football team. Uh, yeah. First game with, with the new name, new logo, um, you know, really trying to establish a new culture in Washington. You know, Philly, Philly keeps generally the same team. They add Darius Slay. Um, Miles Sanders should be ready to go after his, you know, he was, a little hobbled up the past couple of weeks, but he should be ready to go for week one, barring any setbacks uh, within this week in practice. These two teams played last year. I went to that game. It was uh, pretty exciting for the first first half of that game. Washington was up, and then Philly came storming back. Who do you have, Jack, and, uh, and why? Uh, so I think you'd be crazy to not take the Eagles if you're, uh, if you're betting on this. However, I'm going to go with the – WFT to cover plus six and a half. Um, now, the uh, Eagles are expecting, I believe, a fully a pretty healthy squad, but they've already had some injury trouble, which seems kind of to be this team's uh, what's been holding them back a little bit, maybe uh, their injury concerns. So, an already somewhat banged up Eagles squad um, with an expectation of a blowout. Uh, I don't know. I think, and we saw this last year, the Redskins had a sizable lead. Was it a two-touchdown lead? Or they had a lead at some point in the game. and They were winning at halftime, yeah. And it was, ended up, Eagles only won by like five, I believe. Um, so if you if you like trends, I guess you can go off last year as reason to bet uh, WFT to cover. Um yeah, and, and la- I mean, last year Philly was home. I mean, obviously they, they play home and away every year, but the opening game, Philly was home. Uh, Philly's going on the road. They're also traveling too, yeah. 
Right. So um, that's something. All UTFS players, I think you should uh, – I'm sure his price may not be too high. I'd invest in some Steven Sims um, facing off against Avante Maddox and the Eagles safety group. Uh, I don't have much faith in that core. So, Because Slay will be on McLaurin, so I wouldn't want to pay – maybe necessarily pay up for him. But I don't know. Steven Sims is a dart throw. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Charlie, what do you think here? Um, I have the Philadelphia Eagles um, winning 21 to 10. Okay. Um, yeah, not – yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles would be really the team to bet on if you were Definitely. to win, not coverage. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's really, yeah, that's, that's all right. Um, I have Philadelphia winning as well. Pretty easy. I, I, I I don't know. I, I, I like Dwayne Haskins even less than Jack does. Jack kind of, I feel like has some hope for him. I don't like him at all. Eagles winning 31, 17, um, they're going to roll pretty easily. I mean, they've got – I mean, besides the o, the o lineman, but other than that, everyone else is healthy. Miles Sanders should be good to go. And the, the not Rager, too, obviously. But, you know, Ertz, Goddard, uh, Jay Jaw, Deshaun Jackson's going to be there. So, oh, okay. every, most of the people, you know, should be ready to go for Philadelphia. I don't know if Alshon Jeffrey's playing. Do you know? I don't believe so. And I saw reports – a little unrelated, but you'd mentioned him uh, reports of Deshaun Jackson being faster than ever out of camp. Yeah, right. That's that's such that's that's not true. <laughs> like one of the fastest deep threats of like the past ten years is not in his age thirty four season is not the fastest he's ever been. I don't I don't even, I don't care that I haven't seen Eagles training camp. It's just not true. Don't believe those reports. We can move on. All right. We'll move on to the next game, which is the Cleveland Browns taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore is – they are eight-point favorites. Um, this These two teams split last year, surprisingly. Baltimore only lost two games. One of them was to Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, Baltimore is sitting in an eight-point favorite. You know, one of the top two favorite teams in the AFC. They have just lost Earl Thomas not too long ago. They didn't lose them. They they let him go. But uh, um, right. what do you, what do you think, Jack? Baltimore and Cleveland. Um, interesting game. I think it's two teams that have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are getting too much disrespect or flack for their postseason blunder of last last year. But I they as coming in as like the hot team. They definitely did not want to go out like that, and I think they got a different mentality this year. Um, that's their chip on their shoulder. Obviously, the Browns' awfully disappointing 2019 campaign um, after being hyped up to have the fourth-best Super Bowl odds preseason last year. Um, they're gonna, they got something to prove this year. Um, 
betting wise, I'm going to yeah, say they have a lot. They have a lot to prove. I mean, if they don't, if they don't show up, they're really a lot of people are going to be out of jobs again. It's going to be Gary the field. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. Um, I think, what is it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the strong suit of the Browns defense, I'm going to go with their front seven. I mean, you've got Miles Garrett and Ogan Joby. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, no, I kind of see front seven is pretty good, but I Denzel see, Ward. Right. I forgot Denzel Ward too. Yeah. I forgot about him as a corner. Um, I just kind of see this being a high scoring game uh, to one electric offense, one with the weapons they have could be electric offense. Uh, I'm going to take over 48 and a half. And I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling the Browns going to keep this close. I'm going to take the Ravens to win, but maybe Browns plus eight. There's a pretty sizable spread there. So, Yeah, eight is a large number. Um, so we'll see. Cleveland definitely, you know, could keep it close. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all going to go Baltimore here, but it uh, looks like Charlie is agreeing with the over. Yes. Um, 35 to 14, pretty much of a blowout. Um, yeah, with – yeah, with Lamar coming off his MVP season, and yeah, you still have Mark Ingram, who is is doing like pretty good last season. Actually. Great season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just <laughs> everything's great about the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I've got oh, Baltimore winning. F- what? Nothing. Uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. not much of a weak spot in Baltimore. Right. Um, yeah, I, I had a tough time coming with a who's to blame. That, that was the first first thing we talked about, and I struggled. And you're like, oh, I don't have anyone. You ruined it. Yeah, right, right off the bat. Um, I have Baltimore wearing thirty to twenty. Uh, I think that the Ravens will pick off not right where they left off in the playoffs, but in the regular season. Um, and I'm, and I'm expecting them to do well and continue this momentum going throughout the season so got Baltimore in this one and I've got them covering as well I've got them winning by 10 so also Kevin Stansky first game as head coach oh yeah no that's right yeah we'll see we'll see how all these coaches who are first-time coaches do with this altered offseason so it'll be interesting to see I also wanted to ask I guess both of you this but I how do you think like do you think the there's going to be a lot of sloppy defense like i think there might be some a lot of missed tackling like tackling might be an issue like i think yeah there might be some higher scoring games than we're used to just because these teams you know might not be able to tackle as well just because of the it's very different this season so i don't know that's something to it's not really a question i didn't really ask but i i wanted to point out that i think there may be some sloppy play especially on the defensive side of the ball to at least to start off the season because there's no preseason which right. does have an impact um, I know some people hate preseason, but it does have an impact. So it's something to monitor. Right. Mm-hmm. And just to piggyback off of that, and uh, I agree that it's um, – I mean, obviously both sides of the ball don't have the practice as they usually do as a, with a preseason. But it's just – defense has got to – it's more of a collective effort than an offense. They really have to gel as a unit. Um, I think, of course, chemistry is – helpful on the offensive side of the ball but 
a right. talented receiver is a talented receiver. He'll get open. A quarterback, a talented quarterback is going to hit his spots. You know, I, I think it just – it really takes an entire unit to play uh, to make a good defense, and no one has had – I mean, they had last season. But, again, with the new additions, no one's really played together. So, yeah. All right. Next game we're going to be talking about is the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game we played in Jacksonville. A lot of people are expecting the Jaguars to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year and in contention for Trevor Lawrence. Um, but we'll see. They get the Colts week one, a division opponent at home. Phillip Rivers' first game of his career, not in a Chargers uniform. So we'll get to see that. And uh, Colts are eight-point favorites. Jack, what do you have? Um, now, I don't know if this is unfair to Phillip Rivers. <laughs> um, but if we're going to go with the trend of Phillip Rivers' career, he's got a lot of close games. <laughs> I don't know if it's more Rivers or if it was the Chargers, but um, if you want to go off that narrative, I'm going to say Jacksonville plus eight. <laughs> Maybe it might be closer than you'd think despite the Jags just literally having no one. Honestly, don't even know who their starting running back was. James Robinson was his name. Oh, he's a proud proud member of my dynasty team. Right. I honestly did not know who that was. Um, he's going to have 1,000 yards. He's a UDFA out of Illinois State. He had 4,444 4, career yards, and it's the second most in school history. He's a rookie? Yeah, uh, UDFA out of wow. uh He's they're a, I think an FCS school. So that's got to be a record, like a first, <laughs> a UDFA rookie getting the week one start. Hmm. Was wasn't Alfred Morris undrafted? Would he start week week one of his rookie rookie season? Well, he had that monster rookie season. I don't know if he started though, but um, I don't know. It regardless, may also an point. FCS alum at that. <laughs> um, we can move on from anything James can happen Robinson. In the, anything can happen in Jacksonville. Jack, I have high hopes for James Robinson. He seems like a great guy. He's only two weeks old. Really? Yeah. August 9th, 1998. That's his birthday. Fun fact. Okay. All right. We spent way too much time talking about uh, James Robinson at his birth. Uh, but we'll move on to the game. Jack has Jaguars plus eight. Uh, give us 15 seconds while you think that, other than Phil Rivers, if you have any other reasons. Oh, boy. Not really. No, I don't have any reason. I mean, they got – I don't know. They don't really have many players. Who, oh, Jacksonville? Jacksonville. They don't really have many playmakers. Rookie LaVisca Chenault. Um, D.D. Westbrook, my guy, he's still around. Uh, I don't even have much around. faith in Gardner Minshew either. But, uh, hey, Phil Rivers plays in close games, so Jags cover. Colts win, though. All right. Um, well, I also have the Jags covering. I have the Colts winning 17-16. to 16. A real barn burner. I see Phillip Rivers struggling in this one. Um, I don't know why. I mean, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville secondary is very bad. Yeah. Um, they're starting C.J. Henderson, a rookie. I know he was a first-round pick, but he starting cool. him. He cool. Yeah, he cool. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the Colts in general this year. I don't. Don't have much faith in Phillip Rivers, um, but we'll see. I think they'll squeak by because Jacksonville is that bad of a team. Although, 
Charlie? Um, I I have I actually have the Jacksonville Jaguars winning twenty four to seventeen. I yeah, like Mitchell, I see Phil Rivers struggling. I mean, yeah, he's getting old, and the Colts really don't really have any other people. It's a it's, yeah, it should be like a another boring match to see. Um, yeah. Wow. Jacksonville winning, not only winning, winning by a touchdown, according to Charlie. So we'll see that one. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. We all have Jacksonville covering, at least. So Also, we, why did we choose James Robinson as the rookie running back to talk about in this game? <laughs> Just completely neglected <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I setting that, all that's kinds some- of – Right, that's something just to watch. Setting all kind of NCAA records, Jonathan Taylor. Talking about UDFA James Robinson. Um, I love it. We're talking about we we can't help talking about the Golden Goats. Um, All right, we'll move on to the next game. Not my favorite game, to be honest. Uh, I don't expect this game to be on red zone very much. Uh, The game I'm referencing are the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Carolina Panthers. The oh, Raiders boy. are three and a half point favorites. First game, not playing. It's not being played in Las Vegas. Next uh, week two will be played there. I believe that's the Monday night game versus New Orleans. We will see the the look at the Raiders' new stadium there. But for week one, they'll be taking on the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule. First game as a member of the Carolina organization. Uh, Jack, what do you think here? Um, I'm I'm oddly excited for this game, despite the the two the the two teams here. I mean, how oh, do you yeah, want? So sorry to cut you off. You're gonna have a lot of people paying attention because you know Christian McCaffrey, right. a lot of uh, fantasy implications there. People are expecting obviously at least twenty twenty five points out of McCaffrey, so people will be paying close attention for that reason. Uh, you and I are probably both excited uh, for Brian Edwards, so we'll see about him. Also, people, you know, Josh Jacobs, people on a lot of people's fantasy teams, so people will be excited for that. Um, all right, I, I'm kind of getting into this game. You kind of convinced me, but yeah. But uh, Darren Waller, I've got Darren Waller. So right for everything you, all the reasons you just said, I'm gonna bet this over. These defenses, so much turnover in Carolina's defense. Um, and the Raiders don't have a particularly strong defense in themselves either. Um, and you out, you highlighted the the pieces the Raiders got. Um, I'm Josh Jacobs uh, going into a year two at a strong rookie season. Brian Edwards and also Henry Ruggs, um, two playmakers. They just brought in pass catchers, Darren Waller as well. And I honestly, I mean, it's. Everyone's I guess you'd be hot or cold on Derek Carr. I trust him to, I I see I can see him putting up points. Um so who's, who's winning? I'm taking the the Raiders. I trust I trust Gruden. I they overperformed last year for the roster they had and I I don't think he got enough credit and I see him I just um, the coaching matchup. I heavily favors John Gruden and Matt Rule's first game as a uh NFL head coach. Um Right, I think I've oh, yeah. said everything I wanted to. Over 47.5, I take that over. 
because of what I said about the Raiders offense, bad Carolina defense. And I think game game manager Teddy Bridgewater can dump it off to McCaffrey and they're going to score some points. And he has weapons in DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel for, for short yardage game or plays. And they can make plays in themselves. Um, I, I can see both teams scoring points. All right, there you have it. Uh, Charlie, who, who do you have in this one? I have the Las Vegas Raiders over the Cardinals. 20. Carolina. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just um, – the abbreviation and then got off track. Um, 21 to 14 is the score I did. Yeah, I just see Josh Jacobs – doing really good in this game. Uh, this, yeah, knowing that the Panthers' defense is not that good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I, I'm going to, you know, um, hop on your guys' opinion. I think the Raiders will win as well. I've got the Raiders winning 22-19. to 19, So, according to the spread, I would be taking Carolina. Uh, you know, technically, but I would, I personally, I would stay away from this game uh, in terms well, of the spread. Foreshadow. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I've got Raiders winning 22-19, like I just said. Pretty close game here, I, I see. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the next game on the docket, which is the Chicago Bears starting Mitch Trubisky. They made that announcement a couple days ago, taking on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, the Lions are three-point favorites. You know, a lot of people, including us, are very excited for the Lions offense. A lot of exciting young pieces there in Let's Detroit. Go. Jack, in our most recent fantasy draft, drafted so many Lions. In like across all, so all many Lions. five of my fantasy leagues, I just uh, – I'm addicted. I can't stop – I cannot stop drafting Lions offensive players. In, in, in the most recent one, you go Matthew Stafford, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Galladay. So, I think it's it's weird for people to think about the Lions in this regard, but this offense, I'm telling you, I just have a feel. I think it's going to be an electric offense. <laughs> Matthew Stafford was before he got injured last year was on pace. I I haven't checked the stats, but I believe he was on pace for one of his best years statistically. Um, when he's out there, they're always in. There's a a high volume of they just seem to score and i'm just i love the the lions offense this year with bringing in uh deandre swift and more recently and more importantly bringing in someone who has a soft place in my heart adrian peterson um very uh just makes the backfield even more solid and i love their passing options in um Kenny Galladay in year two, TJ Hawkinson. I don't want to slate Marvin Jones. I just love everyone. I can't stop loving the Lions. All right, so it sounds like Lions minus three is your pick. Oh, yeah, Lions minus three, definitely. All right, uh, Charlie seems to be in agreement, uh, but what do, you, what do you have to say about this? Um, yeah, also I have the Lions winning 21 to 17. Uh, yeah, I also think the Lions offensive lineup is going to be a pretty elite lineup. I mean, o- offense. I love to hear it. 
despite the defense, um, I think they're going to be doing um, pretty decent this year. Nice. Um, yeah, I just have a lot of hope with the Lions. Did you say the score? Oh, yeah, I did. 21-17. 21-17, Detroit Charlie has. Uh, I have the Lions winning 24-13. to So, you know, not much faith in Mitch Trubisky. No David Montgomery for week one. So, that's another offensive starter for the uh, Bears that might not be out there. When will that he will be not back? be out there. When will he be back? I don't know. I mean, they said two to four weeks when it happened. That was about a week ago. So, you know, that puts him on track to play in either week two or three. But probably don't want to rush him back because you, you want him to be there for the long term. So, you don't want him to do any long-term damage to his groin. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. I just think it's going to be a brutal game for Chicago. Um yeah, maybe Jeff Okuda will get off to a hot start picking off Trubisky a couple times in the True. opener. So we'll see about that one. Uh, I had something else. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Von Miller officially out for the season. Breaking news. So nowhere. That's I, a, how about we just move on to the, the, that game if you want? Or no, it's a Monday game. We'll save it. We'll save it. It's a Monday game. Right. But yeah, that's just a big blow for the Denver defense um, and just Denver in general. Because you know he's a, he's an elite player still. Right. Probably has a year or two left in him of all pro kind of talent. So we'll see. Hopefully he makes a a quick and safe recovery. All right. We'll move on to the next game, which in my opinion does not make any sense. So I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about this one. But this is the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Maybe it doesn't make two sense. Teams played last year. The Seahawks won. And the Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point favorites, which to me doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay, that. Okay. I think uh, they should be more. I don't, I don't understand this one at all. I, I think they're going to win with ease. Okay. Um, I, I was, I just, when I was looking over the lines, I just was not expecting it to be one-and-a-half. I, I actually think maybe like four or five. I took the Falcons. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't see it. Falcons are a team I, I neither of us are particularly high on. Um, and a big reason is because uh, they just always seem to catch the injury bug. And they bring in a guy like Todd Gurley, who just seems perfect in, for, that, for that description. Um, however, this is week one. And this is, team is healthy as of now. And this roster on paper I like. Um, and I can kind of see it, uh, see them making a surprise, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they bring in Dante Fowler, um, uh, obviously as a free agent, um, last year he played with the Rams, uh, draft AJ Terrell Clemson cornerback in the first round. Um, so get Keanu Neal back. He's a solid safety, like they're healthy. And Todd Gurley's, I mean, I don't expect him to play full 16, but I expect him week one. Um, And I think a healthy Matt Ryan, who's not banged up yet. (laughs) Um, Their offensive line is healthy again. I like like the Falcons on paper. I just – I also don't trust them long-term with – what's it called? Dirk Cutter. I'm sorry, Dan Quinn. Just the coaching staff. I'm not – I don't think – 
we'll have a good season, but week one surprise. That's all. I, I think yep. that's it. Yes, I mean, the Falcons, I'm looking up right now, but they finished uh, strong last season. They won one, they two, three, four. Their last four games. And, yeah, six of their last eight. So they finished six and two last year to finish the season. So right, they were had a lot of momentum. They were playing playing for their coach. Um, you know, I know you don't like Dan Quinn, but I think the Falcons like him. Uh, they want to play for him. And they finished strong because they want him to keep his job, and maybe that momentum will continue into week one. I don't see it happening. I think Seattle is a great team. I actually have Seattle making the Super Bowl. Um, wow. So, Spoiler alert of your, your 670th yeah. prediction that's coming out this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be posting that soon. But I have Seattle going to the Super Bowl, and I think I have them as the one seed, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Okay. <laughs> I'd have I'd have to look at it, but I think I had them coming into the one. So I don't know. I just think that I, I don't know. I, I still don't like the Falcons defense. I know you just kind of talked a little bit about it. I don't like it. Uh, I've got the Seahawks winning thirty to twenty-one in Week One. I mean, the Seahawks easily co- sorry easily covering that one and a half point spread. The Seahawks O line, that's probably their weak point, right? You don't think that yeah, you don't think that Dante Fowler and Grady Jarrett are going to cause some problems? Like. Russ, I mean, Russ is used to just running around everywhere making stuff happen, but I don't know. Probably one of the better defensive lines they got to face. Mm-hmm. Not not one of the better. They're going to have to play San Francisco. Um, they got to play Aaron Donald, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's one of the better ones they'll have to play, but, yeah. Uh, Charlie, who do you have? Break have, the tie here. Yeah. I have the – Seahawks coming out by one touchdown, 28 to 21. Yeah, um, the Seahawks are just a really good team in, in general. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson is even um, decent. Uh, DK Metcalf, the, the list just goes on and on for the defense, too. And yeah, I know the Falcons are. are are a like good opponent the C- the Seahawks would be facing, but I don't. I just have a feeling that the, this the Seahawks will win. There you have it, Seahawks winning by a touchdown, according to Charlie. Jamal, right, we'll move on to another Seahawks. game. Oh yeah, that him too. That's a good it. point. Uh, move on to a game where I think we're all excited to see. The Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. First game in Jack's lifetime, even, without yeah. Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady Tom Brady played when you were one years old. That's the last time I think the Patriots went into a season not starting Tom Brady. Yeah, oh, then he didn't he come in – 2000 was the rookie season, correct? And then he came in, like, was it like a few weeks into the season for Bledsoe? Something like that. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, for, first time in 20 years, I believe, where they weren't starting the season right. with him. So, And they bring Cam Newton. That'll be weird to see. But, hey, we're going to see it in a couple of days here. And the Miami Dolphins, another intriguing team that we all – oh, me and you kind of like. Um, I'm, I keep referencing my NFL predictions, but I think I had, I had them at 8-8 eight eight again. I think I said that 
earlier on the who's to blame episode, but eight and eight I have for the Dolphins. Patriots are six and a half point favorites at home. Uh, what do you think here? I, I could see you picking this either way. I'm not 100% sure what you're going to say. Um, I'm going with Patriots minus six and a half. However, I kind of feel like I'm, I would definitely go over the 43 uh, total. Um, largely because week one starter of Dolphins, we got Fitzpatrick, and he's going to sling it. And this, as I, I forget which game I talked about it earlier, but this Patriots defense, a lot of, a lot of turnover. I mean, a lot of opt-outs and not playing. Um, it's going to be rough their first time out there together, I think, despite their great 20, 2019 campaign as a defense. Um, and then on the reverse side, I think, I mean, I know Cam's got something to prove and he's going to, I think he's going to perform well. Um, Belichick's got something to prove. He's going to, I think he's going to scheme up something, some, some brilliance. Um, I like the Miami defense, uh, bring in Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy. Um, but they, as same with the Patriots, they got to play together too. This they. um, haven't played together as a unit, no preseason. So, yeah, I think it's going to be um, a little bit of a shootout. I can see this going as, um, but I, I got the Patriots to cover my six and a half. All right. Uh, Charlie disagrees. Um, yeah, I have the Dolphins winning by 28 to 14. Whoa. Um, yeah, I <laughs> – um, I really think I believe um, not my strongest, but I kind of believe in the Tua Devontae Parker. Well, Tua's not going to be playing in this game. It's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick and he did well, so he could easily win this game. I could see. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And right. yeah, they just um, recently it must be like a couple. And um, what's it called? Um, what are, What are you thinking of? Uh, the trading block. Who Who are you thinking of? Uh, the dolphin just um. Are you gonna trade? Traded Matt Breida. I mean, oh, yeah, they, they, got got they got Matt Breida. They got Matt Breida. That's right. I didn't even talk about this awesome backfield duo that I love. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just I think the Dolphins. I shouldn't really get too overexcited for the Dolphins, but um, I just really like the team. That's good. I kind of – I didn't even – that's a good point because especially Jack. Jack really likes the rushing attack, and I've highlighted the weakness of the Patriots being their rush defense with all the guys they've lost and guys that have opted out. So maybe Miami could run the ball a little bit more. I know Fitzpatrick is kind of known for airing it out and, you know, throwing for a lot of yards – or throwing for a lot of interceptions, kind of one or the other. But maybe they'll come out with more of a balanced attack this year. And uh, utilizing, you know, Breida out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Um, Preston Williams look, look, looks like he's healthy. So maybe they'll come out with more of a balanced attack because the Patriots' strong suit, in my opinion, is still their secondary. So it'll be interesting to see how they attack uh, the Patriots' defense. I've got the Patriots winning 23-20, to 20, so I've got a close game. I've got Miami covering the spread, but I've got the Patriots winning still. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it comes out. Uh, I, I think Bill Belichick is going to come out with a scheme that's going to 
you know, I think they'll put together some wins and I think they'll surprise some people. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Next game, we're moving into the four o'clock slate of games. There's three of them on tab for Sunday. Uh, but the first one we'll be talking about is the Los Angeles Chargers taking on Joe Burrow in his debut as the Cincinnati Bengal. Uh, this game will be played. Is it in Cincinnati or, or Los Angeles? I have it down as Cincinnati, but that, yep. is that wrong? No, it's in Cincinnati. It's in Cincinnati. It yeah. is. Okay. All right. I, I wasn't sure because I, I, I know it's at 4 o'clock, so I wasn't sure if that was a mistake that I wrote Just that being, down. But being mindful of the L.A. viewers. Of the, of the two L.A. viewers. Yeah, no, that's very <laughs> considerate to, for them to look out for such a small uh, group of people. Right. Uh, but, yeah, the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They'll be starting Tarod Taylor, another Golden Goat. Current Golden Way Goat? To go, Tarod. Can't wait to play him in week eight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll go first. I haven't gone first yet. I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I have the Chargers winning 24 to nine. I think the, the, the Bengals are going to struggle a little bit. I think that Joey Bosa is going to sack Joe Burrow a couple times. And I think he'll play all right. You know, I don't have them putting up a lot of points, but I think they'll come out a little flat. And I th- I'm, that's not to say that Joe Burrow is going to have a bad rookie season. Um, I can't think of what, what I would, you know, what I project him to being stat wise this season. Um, but yeah, it could be a rough first game. I think the Chargers are still going to be a good team despite losing Derwin James for the season uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. I, I think Tyrod Taylor can win a lot of games for you. You know, his ceiling is probably a little limited, but I think I've said this earlier that I think they'll get off to a strong start. Their schedule is pretty favorable. And it's the starts right here in Cincinnati. So I think he'll put it together. Big game for Austin Eckler. Bengals defense, especially the rush defense, is still pretty bad. So I think a big game for Austin Eckler and the Chargers win 24 to 9. Yeah, I agree with all you said. Um, taking the Chargers minus three and a half. Uh, this Bengals defense, we, we've. At least I've been saying it throughout this episode. Defenses may struggle. You said too. Uh, and this this Bengals defense is too too bad for me to put any confidence in, especially in Week One. And the Chargers are looking good on paper, per usual. Um, despite, as you said, losing Derwin James. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. I definitely go with the bike. Uh, nope, the Chargers minus three and a half. Charlie. Also have the Chargers winning seventy to seven, um, but, um, to the Bengals winning seventy to seven. Um, yeah, the, I really don't have that much to say about this game. I just think, yeah, on the yeah running backs Austin, the running running backs Austin Eckler, and yeah, they lost Melvin Gordon. They traded him. Um, but yeah, the Chargers drafting, they would have a good back of a starting QB for Justin Herbert. They, they, they guys probably all saw him get drafted <laughs> by the Chargers. Um, a really, it'll be just good. He's not playing this game, but I think it'll be really good this season. 
Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully he gets in there. Um, it, it'll probably depend on how Taylor does this year. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor's winning games, um, they may, they're, they're not going to rush Herbert in there, but, you know, uh, he might get in there. People were saying that Daniel Jones might not, might not play the whole entire season. He played – he started week three. So, right. um, you never know what's going to happen with these rookies. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, especially this year. Uh and yeah, it looks like we're all in agreement. Chargers at least covering the spread and winning the game. So there we go. We'll move on to probably one of my favorite games of the weekend. The Arizona Cardinals traveling to San Francisco to take on the reigning NFC champions. The 49ers are seven point favorites. Um, obviously, they're coming off a loss to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What do you think, Jack? I know you've got uh, sentimental ties to this game. This this matchup, I mean. How so? You know. Tell me why. So yeah, your your eight your eighteen parlay, and you needed the, the oh, Cardinals okay. minus nine. Yeah, that's what you're referring to. Yeah, I mean, sorry, 49ers minus nine. That's that is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I guess I I'm doing a disservice to the team that saved me. And a miraculous uh, cover last season, but I'm gonna take the Cardinals to cover plus seven. Um, I'm still gonna take the Niners to win the game, just because I I'm not quite sure about the Cardinals yet. I'd like to see them all play together. Uh, I feel like they got a lot of new pieces. I mean, obviously with Hopkins, uh, making Hopkins as of per a few days ago, um, the highest non-quarterback, highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history at 27 million per year. I mean, that's like, isn't that like what Brady's making? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's, I just, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. I mean, I think it's more, the highest paid, the be- yeah, best receiver, best receiver in the but league. Wasn't the, the highest paid receiver, I think was Michael Thomas, right? Prior to this. And he was uh, at only 20 million. Well, wasn't Julio. Maybe Julio, uh, Julio Jones. Julio, he, I don't think it, the the surprising thing about Julio is that it was like all guaranteed. Uh, anyway, um, but still, I mean, I, yeah, whatever. I mean, congratulations to him. He got a big contract extension. Um, but yeah, look, yeah. So you've got the 49ers not 49ers, covering but winning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Cardinals to cover. They're an interesting team. All right, Charlie, who do you have here? I have. Um, a close matchup against the Cardinals. Um, yeah, like Jack said, um, the Cardinals have a lot of new people and who can compete. Um, yeah, but I, um, yeah, 49ers, um, are just the problem. Uh, I'd say the, the team. Would that would win? Um, but yeah, it would be uh, a pretty close matchup. Yeah, I I actually have the Cardinals winning. Shocker, right? Um, but twenty four to twenty three. But I mean, even if they don't win, I think you guys are spot on with the the point spread. Se- seven is a large number to cover, especially with divisional rivals. And the, the, the Cardinals played them really well last year. I mean, I know the 49ers ended up covering the Jack, the, 
the miracle that Jack needed them to last year. But, you know, so, the, you know, other than that, they played them really well. It was a three-point game, and they, the Cardinals just score a garbage-time touchdown that didn't mean anyone to any didn't mean anyone to anyone besides Jack and people that bet on the game. So <laughs> Cardinals played well there. And the other time that they played, they only – it was 20-25. It was a Thursday night football matchup. I believe that was Kenyon Drake's first game as a, as a Cardinal, and he had a really good game. And uh, I, I think they match up really well in San Francisco, and I think that the, the seven-point spread is something that you might want to look at. I think that's definitely um, – that, that might be my favorite – I mean, I'll get on, I'll get into that later on, but um, I, I really like this one. So I've got the Cardinals winning again in a close matchup. Um, all right, we'll move on to the last game uh, for the Sunday games during the day. Uh, it's the Bucks at the Saints. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Um, hopefully, barring any injuries, we'll get that twice a year for whoever, however long these two guys are still in the league. Twice a year this year, so. You know, that, that's one of the benefits of Tom Brady signing with the Bucks is that, you know, get to play Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. So pretty exciting stuff. And, um, yeah, Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're looking like a very strong team. Uh, what, what do you think about this one, Jack? Uh, this is going to – this is my favorite game that I'm, I'm going to bet on. <laughs> uh, I'm – this big on the uh, the the Bucks being the 2019 Browns of 2020. Um, a lot of pieces don't know if they can put it together. At least um, the leg up they have on the 2019 Browns is a great, a good coach in Bruce Arians. Um, regardless, I need to see them all play together. They don't have the the benefit of playing a preseason, so this is going to be their first time out there. As a unit, the Saints are a very reliable team that pretty much stayed the same and added Emmanuel Sanders, great free agency signing. Um, I think – I really think this is the safest bet. And I think the Brown or the – sorry, Browns, the Saints minus three and a half, that's a too small of a number, I think. You should definitely go with the Saints to cover. I'd take the over 49 too. Yeah, Bucks defense not looking good, especially. I mean, they're, excuse me, the front seven looks actually pretty good. You know, very underrated run defense last year. Yeah, isn't it the best statistically but, in the NFL? Let's let up the least amount of yards, I believe. Right, but I mean, we we've said how bad their their secondary is, and probably will continue to be. So maybe right. Mike, Michael Thomas in for a big week one. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, what what do you have, Charlie? Saints and Bucks. I have the Saints um, coming out to win 28 to 14. Um, yeah, another 28 to 14 score. Um, I just think the Bucks offensive line isn't really looking good. Uh, we all know the wide receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but yeah, that's all, that's all um, Tom Brady really has. For offense, defense is not looking good either. It's just, um, yeah, it's just not good. The Saints, um, on the other hand, they'll have, like, they still have Drew Brees, um, Michael Thomas, and 
that's really how you need Michael Thomas, um, Alvin Kamara. Not nobody really knew on Saints, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, they keep the same team intact, which is good for them. They're looking to make one last push for the Super Bowl as long as Drew Brees is still there. Uh, yeah, I'm in agreement here. Saints 30 to 20. That's what I've got. Uh, they're 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 looking nice, and I think they'll come out strong. Games in the Superdome, so it's always good for them. I know there's not going to have the crowd noise there, but still, uh, still the comfort of being at their own stadium is, you know, good enough for me to pick them comfortably. So that's what I went with. Um, another breaking news: Billy Donovan not returning as the Thunder's coach. Sorry, that's very random. But uh, they parted ways. Did they fire him? Uh, they just they were. Uh, they, they they were going to agree to a contract extension and the talks just fell off and they decided to, you know, mutually part ways. Bad move. Bad move on the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the Sunday Night Football game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Uh, the new stadium's done, right? So it'll be at the new stadium, correct? Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, the stadium that the Rams and the Chargers will be sharing looks very nice from all the pictures so it'll be interesting to see them and the uh the the Raiders new stadium so we'll get a glimpse of them over the next couple weeks but yeah it's, it's going to debut on Sunday night football taking on the Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys are 3 point favorites um i think you're going to go with the Cowboys but give us a brief word on that one jack my brief word all my notes say all aboard the Dallas hype train Dak Prescott C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. Does it, Blake Jarwin, excuse me. I don't want to slight Blake Jarwin. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Cowboys. Um, I think, I think uh, new head coach, Jason Garrettless, Dallas Cowboys. I know I've said that a few times uh, this offseason, which that's what I'm most excited about. Uh, yeah, I think this line is also a little too, uh, a little too small at a minus three. I think maybe people are still, I don't know. I'm not huge on the Rams this year. Um, maybe the sports books just kind of have too much trust in, in McVay and the Rams, but I don't know. I don't know about the Rams this year. Bad O-line as we talked about. Um, Yeah. I think the the Cowboys definitely win this game. All right, Charlie, what do you have uh, for the opening Sunday night football game? Um, I, this is a, actually a matchup I'm pretty looking forward to. Um, I have the Cowboys winning twenty-one to ten. Um, yeah, the Cowboys just um have really like a it's like a same old same old. Um, nothing really new about them, too. Um, the Rams, um, just get it, just getting Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah, nothing really new about them, too. No, no Todd Gurley anymore, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how their run game goes. Um, but yeah, I've got the Cowboys winning 27 to 17. Uh, I think I have the Rams going 7 and 9. Last in the NFC West. So, I mean, it feels weird saying that because they've been so good for the past three or four seasons. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they could be struggling. I mean, maybe I'm just a fool because, you know, the Rams 
they've still got McVay and you know I know they don't have Todd Gurley but he was arthritic uh, and their offensive line was it wasn't good last year and they still went nine and seven but and maybe maybe I'm I don't know maybe I'm just playing too much into my own bias with the Cardinals and you know I don't know but I I just it's a very tough division but you know, obviously, if the Rams were in another division, maybe it'd be a different story. But I see them at seven and nine, eight and eight this year at the most. That being said, Week One, I think Dallas is going to roll. Their offense is too high powered, and um, I yeah, Dak, Dak's going to throw a lot of yards this year. So, and that'll continue. Uh, it'll start, excuse me, with Week One. All right, we'll move on to the Monday night slate of games real quickly. Um, Two more games, two doubleheader Monday night, week one. That's always a good thing. The seven right. o'clock game and the ten thirty game. And the first game is our Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Giants. Uh, Pittsburgh is a five and a half point favorites heading into New York. What do you think? Uh, I don't know about I don't know about us covering five and a half. Definitely taking Steelers money line. I know for some reason you love to talk bad about the Steelers um, and probably we're going to predict us to lose this. But the Steelers really got to end, Ben in particular, too much to prove this game. And aside from the storyline, too much to prove, we're just clearly the better football team. I don't see our defense letting up more than – I'll say 17. We're not going to let up more than seven. Like, we're going to shut down Daniel Jones. Um, and I have faith in, in Ben and the offense to put up more than that. <laughs> I just straight out think that we're – I think it's a definite Steelers money line is the play if you're betting. Um, Charlie, what do you think? I have um, the Steelers winning – Another matchup, twenty-eight to fourteen. Um, There's that classic twenty-eight to fourteen Charlie score. prediction. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Steelers are rocking the Chase Claypool. Um, big game for Chase Claypool this game. Yeah, he's gonna catch yeah. three touchdowns. How, what, what do you think his stats are gonna be, Charlie? How many? How many catches? How many catches um, for Chase Claypool? Uh, um, Say a number. How many catches? 11. 11 receptions? How many yards? How many yards? Uh, for... Uh, uh, 115. 115 yards. And, and give me touchdowns. a touchdown. Three. 11 catches, 115 yards, three touchdowns for Chase Claypool, according to Charlie. Nice. Um, that would be something, so... I mean, he would be the number one add on all the week two fantasy football waiver wires. So that would be, that would be something, but, um, but yeah, Charlie's got us winning 28 to 14. Sorry guys. Jack predicted it. I have us losing. Sorry to rain on the parade, Uh, but 20 to 17, I have us losing. Um, We always play down to our opponents. We're on the road. Um, Classic week one Steelers trap game. I don't know why I said week one, but I don't know. Don't have a great feeling. No David DeCastro. He is out. Offensive line could suffer a little bit. Um, 
Not that the Giants have a ferocious pass pass rush anyway. Right, but that's why I'm not that worried. Yeah, we'll see. I think we'll win the next three, though. Okay. Sorry, I'm kind of cutting ahead here, but uh, I think I think we'll be all right. But I just I don't know. I think we could come out a little flat this game. All final right, game. Uh, I, the last game, final game of week one. Charlie's gonna go first because he has to go to bed. We're recording kind of late, and it's a school night. But Charlie's going to go for thir- first with this one. Excuse me. Uh, we've got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Denver Broncos. This line was even. So the right. sports book view these two teams um, as a pick game. So, Charlie, give us a brief word on this one, and then we'll send you off. Um, I... Hold on, sorry. Classic? Another classic Charlie matchup here. Prediction. Yep. Yeah. Another classic 28 to 14. <laughs> Every single game is going to be 28 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win? Who's, yeah. which, who has 28? Titans winning. Um, yeah, like I just said earlier, Von Miller being out for the season or just the game? Season. Season. End, bo- end game. Yeah, yeah. Season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Season end game. Um... Yeah, Titans don't really they they got they got CJ Henderson or that was the, that's the Jaguars. Yeah, that was yeah. I was gonna say Jaguars. Um, but anyway, the Titans <laughs> didn't really get any other people new. Yeah, they kept the same. Yeah, I mean they they get Jadavian Clowney, but other than him, oh yeah, their offense is the same. Is that happening? Is that official? Yeah, yeah, it is. He's going. Yeah. All right. Um, awesome. Well, Charlie, looks like you got to go, but thanks for joining the show. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you guys can um, – yeah, Charlie is uh, going into fourth grade, and he is – he helped draft TJ's fantasy team. So we'll see how TJ's fantasy team does this year. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Charlie. Good night, night, buddy. Night. What do you think about this game, Jack? Uh, As the lines indicate, I see it being pretty even. Titans defense looks different. I don't remember the names off the top of my head, but I know that they – did they lose someone? There's there's some turnover there. I don't think they have Logan Ryan anymore. Okay, there's some turnover there, so that's something – to look out for they may they a potential weak spot i went with denver in this game um largely because denver in september tough place to play um especially with guys possibly not in uh i'm talking about like visiting teams not in game shape possibly they have a great cover percentage uh home in september historically 75 percent i think uh, did, you so, listen, did, you, did you listen to Veterans Minimum yet? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, probably from that. You got, what you, I'm remembering. Get, you get it from there? Yeah, I think um, they said 72 or 75%. Uh, right. Denver is against the spread in September. So, when at home. So, that's why home, I, yeah. I would uh, – yeah, I'd go with Denver in this game. Should be pretty even, though. Interesting. We'll see what the uh, – don't really know what to think of the Broncos this year. I think I'm a little lower on Denver compared to the consensus. I think, I think they're getting too, a little bit, yeah. getting a little bit of buzz. I think I had them at uh, I can't remember seven and nine. 
Um, but yeah, that Von Miller injury, obviously I made my prediction before that news came out because it just happened today, but that's definitely a big blow. Uh, I don't know. I, like you said, I, I had a tough time with this one, but that Denver at home in September, no preseason teams might not be in game shape ready, especially with no pre, like I said, no preseason. I'm on the Denver 22 to 20. Um, but hopefully a big game for AJ Brown. Cause I have a lot of shares of him in fantasy this year. I would like a big game of him too. And Probably guarded by AJ Boye. And hopefully Derek Henry, because you know, our group chat doesn't respect Derrick Henry. They were going off about it today. I said to them, like, Derrick Henry could probably rush for 2,000 yards and 25 touchdowns, and they still would say, oh, he's uh, – I don't know. He can't catch the ball, so I'm not sure. Come on, guys. I'll restate what I said. What does this our, guy have to do? What does I'll he have restate, to do? I'll restate what I said in our group chat. He's got to repeat last year or – maybe not repeat last year, but put up production – Solid production again for the whole year because his first three seasons in the league were underwhelming considering, considering the prospect he was. Um, I hated that stat that Jack that Jake said of the 56 games prior to the second prior to the second half of last season. Five of them he only rushed for over 100 yards. He wasn't the starter for the first two years of his career. That's He's not going to rush for over 100 yards. He got like eight carries a game. But like, he didn't prove that he was good enough to beat out an old Demarco Murray. He was still good. You're, you, you've got a record many times saying he retired too early and still had plenty of good years left. So the Titans had a good offensive line. I don't know. Derrick Henry doesn't get respect. That's my final point. Um, all right. I think that's it for week one. And I guess we can transition right into our betting segment. I know we went a little long. We tried to keep it to two minutes a game. We didn't quite follow that, but that's all right. Probably more like three, three minutes per game. I um, um we'll move on to our bets. Uh, I mean, we kind of covered it. We right. integrated it into our discussion here. Um, right. but I, I wanted, who do you? Sorry, go ahead. Yes, I mean, I talked about pretty much every game and like where I would go betting wise. Um, but the bets that I'm going to place this weekend. Um, I talked about all these. I'm gonna go my top five favorites. I'm going with a five leg parlay as I typically do. New Orleans minus three and a half going in descending order of like what I'm most confident in New Orleans minus three and a half against the Bucks at home. I got Detroit minus three at Chicago. I have Dallas minus three and a half at LA Rams Vikings minus two and a half home against the Packers and the Vegas Raiders minus three and a half gets the, the Panthers. I um would definitely stay away from that Packers-Vikings game. I don't know why you that's in your top five. I don't know. Just is. I, I would definitely stay away from that one. I have a lot of faith um, in Kirk and Kubiak. So my – Packers a little overhyped. I, um, I, I wrote down my favorite favorite pick of this week my favorite underdog pick of the week for favorite i wrote seahawks minus one and a half i kind of touched on it earlier i just think they're gonna they're definitely gonna win and one one and a half honestly in my opinion like that's if you like a team to win you should they should win by more than one and a half right right and i think they're gonna win by nine so i think that was way too little and i was very surprised when i saw that so i will definitely be checking that one out 
And I said it before, I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, they play really, they match up really well against San Francisco and they covered once and they should have covered two times against them last year. So, and then year two with Kyler Murray, year two with Cliff Kingsbury, Kenyon Drake's there. He gets a full, you know, even though it was abbreviated, but he gets an off season with them. And um, DeAndre Coppins coming in. It's just, I, I feel very confident in the Cardinals and, I don't know. I think it starts with week one. I think they're going to make a statement and they're going to come out strong. So plus and plus seven is a, is a big number. So we'll see about that. Also very confident in the bills. I have no confidence in the jets. So I think you can do that one pretty comfortably. Um, other than that, also like the Eagles. I know we said that earlier, but I definitely like the Eagles to cover. So those are a couple favorites and an underdog uh, in which I like in week one. Did you have uh, some longer-term things you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, I got some futures. Uh, I like the Dak MVP play. Uh, I talked about this before. It's at plus four, it's 1,400. Um, I just like those odds. Uh, I don't have to harp on Dak too much. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that he's disrespected more than Derrick Henry is. Um uh, the safe play, I mean, no, you don't – You don't. I feel like you typically shy away from the favorite, but I still think Mahomes at plus 400 is a good value. <laughs> I really do. I think he's going to win Is it. he four or six? I had him at four. Maybe it changed to six. Um, no, you're probably right. I, I may have just read that wrong. Okay. Mahomes plus 400. I would go with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean – that's what I'd go with as well. I, I really, I mean, he, he got hurt last year, obviously, but he still threw for over 4,000 yards despite missing four games. And I mean, if he plays the full season, he's going to throw 5,000 yards. Right. So, and at, I think at least 30, 35 touchdowns. So he may just be, it may be the Le, Le LeBron factor eventually. They may just be tired of giving him the award at some point. Right. In, in his career. <laughs> Maybe. So, but, I don't know. He's sometimes the favorite is the right pick. And you're right. 400 was the correct odds. So four to one for him. Yeah. I mean, that's who I like as well. I mean, obviously everyone knows I like Kyler Murray. He's listed at 25 to one. I definitely like that. Uh, I'm looking down the list for some longer shots to win it. And I can't find anything I like, to be honest. No. So, I'm 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 with you on Dak. I think Dak's a good pick. Tom Brady's sixteen to one is just donations. Yeah. So don't do I'd that. stay away from that one. You know, I mean I, I'm not gonna rule out like Lamar winning it again. I mean that's certainly within the realm of possibilities, but right. I don't know. I think it could be uh probably Mahomes. I mean to be honest. I know it's a boring answer and probably not what anyone wants to hear, but but yeah. Um any any other awards that stick out to you? Uh, a few more. Uh, sorry, sorry to, before you get into this, I definitely if, if for all the listeners out there, I would kind of stay away from um from stat over unders this year just because of COVID. So maybe more players could be out than we than we think. I mean, you never know. We we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you know, right. if a guy if a guy misses, he gets coronavirus or is on the COVID reserve list and has to not play a week, that could really just 
screw you over in terms of your over bet if you did his stat uh, stat lines or yardage totals or whatever you, you choose to do. So I'm really staying away from those type of bets this year. I mean, the awards are the awards. They're going to be given out no matter no matter what. So um, I, I'm, I'm, not sta- I'm staying away from over-unders definitely this year. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. But, yeah, go ahead. Um, to not go with the favorite, I'd go Clyde at plus 300 offensive rookie of the year. Burrow is still a favorite. I don't really see that happening with the situation he's in. I mean, I think he'll have a solid career. Maybe not year one. I like Clyde plus 300. Um, here's to show that I'm not biased. Uh, Miles Garrett plus 1600, a player I hate. <laughs> um, he's like the, the – he's got like – the seventh favorite, sixth or seventh favorite to win defensive player of the year. I mean, before the incident last year, and he's suspended for the whole season, rest of the season, he was on track to win it, probably. He was the favorite, I believe. Um, I think he had 10 sacks in 10 games prior to the, the incident. Yeah, and he's going to come out uh, unhappy, I believe, this season. And um, despite how much I hate him, it's a good value at plus 1,600 win defensive player of the year, I think. I think TJ Watts winning it. Okay. And I mean Clyde. Clyde was also my uh yeah. offensive rookie of the year as well. Um I really like Matthew Stafford for comeback player of the year. That's, That's my another favorite. one I wrote down. Another one I wrote down. Yes, plus seven hundred Matthew Stafford comeback player of the year. He's the fourth favorite behind Newton, Alex Smith. Don't bet on Alex Smith. Just he may not play. <laughs> and Ben Rosberger plus three hundred is the favorite. If Matthew, if, if Alex Smith can take a snap, he should win Comeback Player of the Year. Honestly, yeah. No pun intended. Sorry. Take a snap. Oof. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. But, yeah, I like Matthew Stafford as well. Um, I'm looking at Antonio Brown, Comeback Player of the Year. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I mean, I've, this, I'm not saying this is going to happen, obviously, at all, because it's not, but. Marcus Mariota takes over the job for Derek Carr and he wins comeback player of the year the year after he gets benched for Ryan Tannehill and he wins comeback player of the year. <laughs> That'd, be, That'd be funny. Marcus, Marcus Mariota sitting at 33 to one for comeback player of the year. Um, but yeah, I love looking at the awards. It's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, I might not do any award bet this year. I'm kind of, you know, I'm just focusing all my money and attention to fantasy like I always do, but um, I got one more. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Division winners. Okay. Um, just to point out, I have three non-favorites that I think would be good value if you want to possibly parlay these or just bet one. Um, the three non-favorites, I think that's the best value, best shot to win their division. First off, Patriots, AFC East are not the favorite. Barely not the favorite. Bills are plus 120 to the Patriots, plus 130. I still think the Patriots can win the division. I trust Belichick too much. There's one. Next one, Steelers plus 350. Uh, I've talked a lot about the Steelers, as everyone knows. Um, It's good value there. Ben coming back. Our defense willed us to eight wins. And Ben can account for two to three more, making us an 11-5 team. That's good shot to win it despite playing with the Ravens in our division. Um, and then lastly, NFC North. I know I hyped them up. Long shot Lions. They're the... 550. Right. 
for some odd reason, they're the fourth. Like they're projected to be fourth. The Bears got better odds than them to win the division. It's crazy. Um, and you put all that, all those three together in a parlay, the odds are plus six six two seven. So like a three dollar bet gets you two hundred. I don't know. Throwing the yeah. Cardinals, I don't know. They could win it. I even though I don't like them, they're probably not favorite. They're probably third favorite. Cardinals are plus seven hundred. Right. I don't know. So my favorite uh, would be – I mean, my favorite thing is Seattle uh, plus 220 just because I, I, I think that they're going to – I don't – I just see 49ers having a little bit of a, a Super Bowl hangover a little bit. Uh, I think their passing weapons are going to be depleted. I don't trust Debo's health. I've said it before. And um, I don't know. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo even after he made the Super Bowl. But I just – I th- I really see the 49ers regressing this year. I mean, they won they won thirteen and they went thirteen and three last year. I don't think they're going to be that this year. Um, I don't know. I like Seattle. I think that's a good value there. And the Titans as well. I mean, I I think the Colts have no business being the favorite in the AFC South. And they yeah, are. I don't know. That's just so a, I don't I, like. I'd stay away from that division. I don't know what to think. I don't know. It's hard. Right. Yeah. No. That's that's why I I didn't want to say it's one of my favorites because it's pretty competitive and realistically it can go one of three ways. Right. Sorry, Jacksonville. But I think the Titans are going to win it again because I think they're the best team in the AFC South. Definitely not the Colts though. If anything, I'd still pick the Texans. I I, I really don't think the Colts are going to win it at all. Yeah. I think Rivers is really going to impede them. So I like that. Um. But yeah. That's also fun to look at as well. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe the Lions will do it. That that would be that'd be something. <laughs> I think uh, Lamb had the uh, the Lions and the Cardinals winning the division. He did. Pretty wild stuff. So, yeah. hey, coronavirus, anything can happen. So yeah, true. Weirdest year we've seen ever. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Football is back. It's um little under 48 hours away from the time of recording from the time you're hearing this probably honestly 24 hours away so crazy one sleep away two sleeps away we uh, the thursday night game should be very exciting especially for fantasy purposes probably a lot of people have chiefs on their fantasy rosters so um pretty exciting stuff i've got clyde in three leagues tyreek in two leagues mahomes in a league I think Harrison Butker in a league. So a lot of, uh, you know, good way to get off to a hot start for a week one matchup. I play week one in Dynasty. Oh, boy. So looks like you're uh, chalking up an L there. I am. <laughs> well, what's that? Let's, let's end off the show uh, by telling who we're starting in our starting lineup this week. Oh, boy. We'll go one for one. Quarterback, who you got? I've got Kyler Murray taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I honestly haven't even thought about what lineup wise, but obviously quarterback Dak Rams. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my RB one, I've got Saquon Barkley taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. RB one. I got the opposing running back James Conner against the New York Giants. My RB2, I've got Clyde Edward D. Laird taking on the Houston Texans. My RB2, going to roll with A.G. Antonio Gibson. 
Or J.D. McKissick, because J.D. McKissick was also was named a starter today, who I actually have on my roster, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I swear to God, if I somehow lost you and you started J.D. McKissick against me, I think I would... Um, I'm going with the, 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 the WFT's starting running back. Okay, nice. Uh, wide receiver one, I've got Julio Jones taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I got Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd against... Um, Chargers. LA. Yeah. Yep. Wide receivers who have got Tyreek Hill taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm going with Darius Slayton against the Steelers. It's not a favorable matchup, but I gotta go with I gotta go with them, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Wide receiver three, I've got Tyler Lockett taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Um Maybe I should go off Charlie's prediction of Chase Claypool and start him. I mean, Chase Claypool, according to that prediction, would get, let me calculate it, 36 fantasy points. Okay. 11 catches, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, I'm probably going to go with one of my favorite players in the NFL, Cole Beasley. Uh, you can laugh at the name all you want. He produces. Honestly, if I were you, I'd take a shot in the dark and Brian Edwards. Yeah, I might go him too. Um, tight end, I've got Darren Waller taking on the Carolina Panthers. I got Gasecki, 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 Gasecki. Mike Gasecki. I kind of know he scores, to be honest. Patriots. Even though I'm playing against you. Yeah. Just so you can – I, I like that. Um, flex, I, My flex, I've got Derrick Henry taking on the Denver Broncos. Uh, probably going to go with DeAndre Swift. I don't know. If he nice. plays. And kicker, Zane Gonzalez versus the San Francisco 49ers. Kicker, best player in the league. Like, don't undisputed best player in the league. I'm going Young Way Koo. You have – how many teams do you have Young Way Koo on? All of them. All of them. I have them on all of them, I'm pretty sure. All five of your teams, you have Young Way Koo. Almost positive, kicker. yes. That is nuts. I don't he's know. The best, he's I, the best you, player in the league. How can I not take oh him? Gosh. Oh, boy. Well, according to my st- score prediction, he's kicking three extra points, having three points for you. So, okay. We'll see. All right. So, let us know who you think is going to win, guys, me or Jack. Me. You can, uh, Jack? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's our week one preview. Um, we'll see if Charlie's prediction comes true for Chase Claypool. And we'll see if a record five NFL games have a score of 28 to 14, because that's how many he predicted five games ending in 20, 28 to 14, that would including, be a record. including both of the Monday night football games. So, Hey, that would be, that would be something. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Uh, again, be sure to follow us on Instagram at hogline podcast and subscribe to us on all platforms. Tell your friends, share our, uh, share with your, well, actually, if you don't want to, if you don't want your league mates to know our secrets and our fantasy advice, even though we didn't really give out fantasy advice on this episode. Um, I don't know. It's always a fine line. I don't want to like tell you, tell you and other league mates who I want to listen to, who I listen to for <laughs> fantasy advice, but, um, but yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you next time. We'll see how we did with our week one. Go, go Steelers. And, uh, good luck in fantasy. Everyone. See ya.